This is the Life Origami Podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will be reading to you from our book, The Lost Guru. Uncover the mental habits that prevent you from fully inhabiting your life and accessing your intrinsic wisdom. We'll read a portion of the book. Amethyst and I will have a conversation about it, and then we'll put them out three times a week until the book's complete. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a bonus episode on Life Origami of the Lost Guru Season 2 of our podcast on Life Origami. And so, Amy, why are we here today? Well, this morning when I woke up, I checked my news feed on Facebook and memories came up how Mm. um, this day last year I had written something about fear. And which was very interesting to me because I had just finished uh, sending a, um, an email to somebody on that exact same subject. Right. So I got to reading it and I thought, wow, this is uh, pretty good. I had forgot a lot of these points that I made last year when I was in the zone writing. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, I would repost it mm-hmm. this morning. And so I did. And then... I got the bright idea that maybe we could talk about it um, and read it and then talk about it. Yeah, so we're going to do the same thing we do as we read in the book. We're, we'll read this post. We'll take turns reading it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation yeah. about it. All right. So uh, what Amy is speaking about is that uh, we, we need to never cling to the doubt and the stories that you tell yourself to keep you safe from experiencing the fear of the unknown. We tell our clients that change only happens outside the comfort zone of ambivalence and complacency. And fear shouldn't be given so much homage. Fear is just taking the painful thoughts from our experiences, adding them to our present creative storytelling imagination and projecting scary thoughts, doubts, and anxiety into the future. Because you see, the mind is a problem-solving organ, and it is also a pattern recognition machine, which is also known as the reticular activating system of the brain, that allows us to deal with events in our imagination before we actually face them in reality. Right. So fear... The acronym of fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is the emotion that comes forth when you are choosing a thought that is not up to speed with the desire that you hold. Fear is a form of clinging to the past and an unwillingness to do the work needed to live the life we want. When we focus on fear, we are puking (laughs) the past into the future through obsessive worry and overthinking. Fear and failure and the fear of failure can dominate our lives. It can interfere and interrupt our lives considerably. The uncomfortable truth is that you cannot experience what you will not confront, examine, or embrace. And we like to put in there release as well, Mm. but I hadn't written about that uh, last year. It's not as scary as it sounds, though. So... Let's review. You cannot experience what you will not confront. But the opposite is true, that you will continue to experience toxicity if you continue to cling to the past. 
you will be doomed to continue on with the same behavior and get the same results. Clinging is a subtle form of resentment that keeps us stuck, and we end up in a perpetual Groundhog Day of repetitive events. Internalized resentment becomes part of our identity. It becomes internalized because we haven't been taught how to let it go. As well, when resentment occurs, it is because there is an indignant anger that has been stuffed down into our core, sewn in. And it's hard to let go of that anger because that involves having to come to a place of acceptance so we can release and move on. But in order to release our anger, there is some amount of forgiveness that we need to go through. There is the matter of forgiving the situation, ourself, and the matter that we resent. By letting ourselves forgive a past event isn't what we think it is whenever we hear that we need to forgive something. It's about accepting the reality through confronting and examining and then forgiving the hurt away, letting go of it. Letting go of it thrusting it out from our being. We are essentially releasing its clutch on us. Many of us are reluctant and resist doing that, letting go and forgiving it away because we fear that we are saying we did something wrong and we associate having to forgive with being accused of doing something wrong. We feel then we would be unjustly judging ourselves that we are not enough. And when we hear ourselves say we need to forgive ourselves or someone else, that means we did something wrong. So to say we forgive ourselves doesn't mean we did anything wrong. It just means we are forgiving away our attachments to anger. We are no longer blaming, shaming, guilting ourselves over and over. It doesn't mean what happened against us was right. It just means we are forgiving the past to just go away. It happened. It was what it was. It's gone. It's irrelevant. And it's time to just ignore it and leave it behind. And a little commentary so I don't forget uh, later is that's about releasing right. and letting go. So that is why we added confront, examine, release, and embrace. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and where are we now? Okay. It's like looking at our anger in the face and saying, thank you for your input, but it's just keeping me stuck. And it really is not important that I listen to you anymore because <laughs> you're holding me back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Only we usually want to use more colorful language like real people words. <laughs> Forgiving is about accepting something, but as an observer and then sending it out on its way. But some people won't let go of resentment because they feel they need to punish someone for what happened. And we don't want to let the past go unpunished. We don't want to let it off scot-free. We don't want our memory to fail us because we don't want to forget. So we keep regurgitating it over and over again. What if we did forget? Is that like saying our life was insignificant or a worthless waste of effort, time, and energy because we chose to throw it out? It's not like we have to wipe it off our memory like amnesia. 
We just don't need to waste any negative energy to fertilize the fear and keep it growing. Why stay trapped and a slave to fear? Meanwhile, that anger is going skippity-doo-dah and we are steaming out of our ears. Holding on to our fear and resentments keeps us stuck and we can't, we can't get to where we want to go. When we are trapped by our fear, we are in resistance to taking the first steps into the unknown when you don't know what the outcome will be. But we need to step beyond the fear and into our own belief in our self-efficacy and, our, and own our life. We need to get out of our comfort zones and do something to make what we want to happen. It takes time and energy and commitment and work to get what you want. But if you don't do something different than what you've always been doing, you will continue to get the same experiences and you will continue to have a lump in your throat and stomach for a long time. There's no reason to stay stuck if you have really had enough and just want to get on with inhabiting your life on your terms according to your unique individuality. And the good news is there is a way off the treadmill of fear, anxiety, and fear-led life. If you want to experience something different than fear or failure, you have to begin with confronting them head on. If you think of fail as first attempt in learning, you are then on a road to mastery where you extract the lessons from every attempt that didn't work out and tap into that to continue to learn and grow and create momentum towards what it is that you want. So now Amy and I are going to have a wee bit of a conversation commentary about this because this has been very, there's been a really powerful realization for us over the last 30 uh, to a uh, month or two around these stories and, and around this whole, th this whole thing. Author commentary. All right, so now Amy and I are just going to have a little comfortable chat here talking about these toxic fear stories. You see, the, the thing that uh, our toxic fear stories hold us back from making forward movement because while we're telling this story, consciously or unconsciously, we're not present in the current moment, working on creatively doing something to change our lives and move things forward. And the more that we uh, explore life origami, this art of uh, the art of uh, mastering the art of momentum, and to so that you can fully inhabit your life, the more we do this, the more we work with people, the more we realize is that we we're learning that. Every single human being is constantly, in some shape or form, a type of storytelling. Some sort of story, some sort of frame of mind where we're rehashing a story from the past. Or we're telling ourselves a story to justify why, why we're angry. Or we're telling ourselves a story about why we're angry at somebody. And 
I mean, it just it goes on and on. A lot of times, these stories they're fear based, right? Right, and so we cling to our fears, and that's um, part of what uh, this article was about. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And sometimes we don't move forward because we are afraid of failure. And we don't understand that failure is just first attempt at learning. And if we're in the learning curve as a student of life, then we can learn the lessons from um, our actions and take a look at the feedback. And then we can alter our, our course of action by making different decisions. Um, so one of the examples I wanted to mention was, um, you know, when people go to college and university and they have to keep their GPA up at a certain right. level keep their marks up, in yeah. order in order to stay in that faculty and mm. that program. And sometimes the GPAs fall below uh, the average or what is expected and they are asked asked to withdraw as a result from that university. Okay. And then they're told to perhaps go to another college or um, faculty or something and try and bring the marks up for about a year mm -hmm. and get so many credits at a good, you know, a good um, uh, mark and then um, come back and reapply uh, to the university and try again. Right. Right. So too many people get into this I've failed mode right right I failed I'm a failure I can't do this why bother I'm not meant to do this and they don't look at maybe their situation maybe there was a reason they didn't do well they were missing classes because um, the kids were sick they were a parent and the kids were sick and they missed a lot of class and or they were sick themselves and couldn't get the assignments done or whatever the reason was people don't just have difficulty without there being difficulties. <laughs> right. Right. So we tell ourselves stories and say, well, I can't do this or nobody would want me back or maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm taking the wrong classes. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of stories that go on in our head why we can't do it. So we don't move forward. We don't even try. We just take ourselves out of the game before before we even give ourselves a chance right so that's just one example uh, those that's a good example but the the thing is is that we we get caught up so much in the story if we be, get so caught up in that story in that negative storytelling about what happened i failed they they asked me to withdraw from the program then you may not even give yourself permission to go to that other college other institution to spend some time upgrading or uh, taking class courses and classes that are really of interest to you, so you can get a better mark, so you can go back and reapply. You would need you'd take yourself right out of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that struck me while you were talking is that I don't think I've ever met a successful person in life or business that didn't first fail. <laughs> Right. Let me say that again. I don't think I've, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I think every successful person I've met 
the difference between the successful people I've met and worked with and those that didn't succeed is that the successful people uh, didn't stop. They didn't quit. And they, were, they had the ability to go, holy crap, that didn't work. I failed. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even use the word failure. They, they, they would just say, that didn't work. And then they'd go about figuring out what, why it didn't work. And they'd adjust their approach and try something new. Yeah. And then as a result, they learn their way. They, they, learn, they learn through the problem. So the, really, the problem and the thing not working, the thing failing, was actually a gift to help them adjust their approach, refine their approach to improve their skills, to uh, perhaps a- add some new tools. Who knows what it, what it might be? And then suddenly it works. And we call that success. And they stay in the learning curve of life. So they realize that in order to stay in this learning curve, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And you can't sit there ambivalent trying to decide uh, pros and cons and what you should do and, and just stay stagnant and stuck and complacent saying, oh, you know, I've got this. This is, all, this is mm. working for me. I don't need to do it any other different way. Um, so they're engaged um, in fear-based uh, right. attachments and clinging. And storytelling. Right. That's the other thing that's different between the successful people and people that, the people who got what they wanted, those that didn't, is the people who got what they wanted did not indulge in, in in negative storytelling. They just got down to business. They faced reality. They looked at what was working, what wasn't, and then got on with making the changes that needed to be changed because they were committed to what they were going to achieve. I think they had to challenge themselves whenever they had a negative um, thought. Yeah, for sure. Because we have a lot of uh, stinking thinking going on sometimes between our ears. And sometimes we just need to not pay attention to the lies we tell ourselves and say, well, just because um, I'm thinking that doesn't make it so. And it doesn't mean it's going to become so either. Mm. So, um, yeah, people who get what they want, um, everybody has a different definition of what is successful. Right. We're not talking about um, uh, the old person who makes lots of money and material things and gets high up there in, in the world of business. Um, we're talking about success, meaning um, what gives you significance and meaning in your life to bring you joy. Are you, live, are you living the life that you really want to live? Have you given yourself permission to really, what we, and that's what we call fully inhabiting our life. Right. And the only way we can fully inhabit our life is to let go of fear. That's what holds us back. Right. So fear is like a radar, a blip on the radar screen. Scream. Fear is a blip on the radar screen of success because it, when when we have fear it's saying you need to pay attention to something you need to get focused and we need and when we if we do fail and don't if we don't get what we want or what we do doesn't work we simply pick ourselves up and we, extract the lesson i call it failing forward exactly failing forward so you can either continue to tell the story or you can change the story by extracting the lesson 
and trying something new and trying again. Yes. All right. So do you think we have is there anything else you want to talk about, Amy, regarding this? No, I, I feel we've covered it for now. Well, and it, we'd love to hear back from you folks. If you have any insights, observations, suggestions, commentary, we would love to hear. You can reach out to us on Anchor. If you, if you follow the show, you can click on the show and then you're able to leave us a voice message actually through your computer, through your device. Um, or you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Life Origami. We're also on Facebook at, uh, at Life Origami. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the, this show will come out over the weekend. And there's still Monday, Wednesday and Friday. We're going to continue the reading of our book, The Lost Guru, which is, oh, by the way, available on Amazon. You can get a print version or a Kindle version. Stay tuned.